With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let's do this. Welcome back to more to it. It's the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. We start with headline news and journey into deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcellus Wally, that dude. And thanks for listening. And thanks for those reviews in advance. And now let's chop up some wood, starting with what's up with that dude? Well, as y'all can tell by this background, <laughs> for those who can see it, I am not at the crib. Obviously, I have left the locker room. Forget this team. I'm out. Uh, nah, I took a red eye to New York City for a quick trip to see my daughter. Yes, I am in the building. New York, New York. Big city of dreams. Y'all see me out here chilling. Oh, man, she put the guilt trip on me, guys. Uh, she's been here, obviously, it's her second year. Grad school at Columbia. Graduating in May. And she was like, Dad, you coming to visit? And I was like, yeah. You know, the inner voice was saying, yeah, I'll see you at graduation. Uh, but that's not what she wanted to hear. So I made sure that was just the inner voice. <laughs> and the reality, what came out of my mouth was like, yeah, sure. I hate to travel, y'all. Not hate. Let me stop that. I'm doing too much. That's hyperbolic. I don't hate to travel. I just think it's so unnecessary. But people want to feel the love, right? And I got family and folks everywhere, especially my daughter. So couldn't say no, but. If she didn't ask, I wasn't saying yes. I wasn't coming out here for what? Uh, but it's actually better weather out here than L.A. L.A., y'all slipping. What are we doing right now? This global warming stuff is messing up our world. L.A. ain't warmer than Atlanta. It's not warmer than L.A. It's not warmer than New York now. What's what's going on? We all right? Oh, man. So we had a great time. Um my body was all over the place when I landed taking that red eye. I like taking red eyes. Same reason you do. You don't want to lose a day traveling, right? So if I take a normal flight in LA, I'm going to leave at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. That's three o'clock out here. I'm going to get here eight, nine o'clock. The whole day's gone. Shot. So I take the red eye. I took JetBlue. I like JetBlue. I like those little futuristic pods they have where everybody just leans into them and then lays down. A little narrow for me, but you know what? I'm all right. I ain't that fat. And plus, I'm still flexible to a degree. Uh, got some good sleep, maybe three hours, four hours on the flight. Came to the hotel where I am right now. Uh, then I was just like, damn, I don't need to go to sleep. But if I don't go to sleep, it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks later. So let me just get a little nap in. I took a nap at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
random. It's bright as hell. I got this horrible view because I got one of them cheap rates. So I see an apartment building, some bricks. And, you know, New York is just ugly. So other than those nice buildings, you know, like down in the financial district and all those fancy buildings, New York is just ugly. There's trash bags everywhere. I was just like, oh. I'm so glad I don't live here, even though I went to school here and I loved it. But it was in protected borders. The campus was protected. Uh, but, yeah, my body was all over the place. Took that nap, 7 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> I woke up at like 1, 2 o'clock. And even my daughter, when she hit me, she was like, damn, daddy, you on vacation for real. Hell, yeah. No kids, no noise, no wife, no honey to-do list. And this bed, whoa, this bed fluffy. I hate when you go to a hotel and the bed is better than the one you have at home. And the one you have at home, you spent $5 on, right? You spent some money on it. I know I did. I went to, I got a sleep number or something. I don't know what number they own, but <laughs> need a better number than I got. Golly, this bed is way better than mine. Anyway, been getting great rest, been chilling. And uh, my daughter and I, first thing we did, we went to watch some of the basketball games and March Madness. We went to a sports bar called Stout. Now, this was on March 17th. Y'all know what that is, as my kids say now. It's a holiday. I was like, what holiday is it on March 17th? St. Patrick's Day. I was like, oh, we calling that a holiday now? I, I thought we just wear green and don't get pinched. Now it's a holiday like that. But they didn't have school. And I walk into the sports bar, and literally, I thought they had, like, like revisited some segregation laws or something. Like, some of them been reinstated. I am not lying when I say there were, like, a thousand people in that room. And all of them looked at me when I walked in with my daughter, <laughs> even though the doorman was black, it's because it was St. Patrick's Day. And ev- let me stereotype and be real. Everybody in that damn <laughs> building was Irish. Everybody was I Every single person was Irish. And you know when all eyes are on you, because I'm used to that, whether it's my D-list celebrity status or... Oh, he's just bigger than everyone. He must play football. But how do we ask him without stereotyping him? And I'm like, no, some stereotypes are real. <laughs> like, Actually, all of them got a little dose of truth in it. But I was like, it's okay to come up to me. I don't feel offended when people say you play football. I think it's actually a compliment because I still got some muscles, right? So everybody looking at me with that, mm, that, that, that Arnold, what you talking about, Willis? Like, what you doing on here, bro? <laughs> and well, you know me, I ain't giving a damn. I'm just cutting through it. You know, a knife through hot butter, just going through it, found our seat. We changed our seats. Amazing experience. Um, didn't love the food, but I love the drink. Uh, we just kicked it. Talked about life, my daughter's next steps in life. She's battling between New York, L.A., job opportunities, coming home, staying with daddy, stacking her chips, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know how the game goes. So had a great time with my daughter. Um, didn't get fire hosed. Sec- <laughs> Let me stop. It looked like that. It looked like some civil rights movies in there. I was like, damn, they need to integrate this place. And we did the integration. Left on the way out, a bunch of guys bought us some Guinness. Uh, We pounded a Guinness right in front of them. That was fun. Uh, We're going to go golfing soon. Uh, Great times, man. Enjoyed it. All right, let's get into the show. Stop talking about your life, Wiley. Damn it. Oh, man. Let's talk about Paul Pierce and KG calling my man Richard Jefferson sweet. Now, when I first heard that, or I should say when I first read that, I was like, oh, my. They call him sweet. We going there? Like, we got that kind of beef? They going into the personal life, the sexual orientation, or that kind of? I was like, oh, because that's what I thought sweet meant. But they meant it in a different way. They was just like, it was too easy. Basically, Paul Pierce was like, it was too easy playing against Richard Jefferson. Like, that dude was crumb cake. (laughs) I need these type of beefs in sports. Because if you know Richard Jefferson especially, I know him and, and Paul really well. 
I don't know KG that well, but I would love to because that dude just is gangster. I just love his gangsterism, right? Um, this is what we need, storylines. We need cats who were in the battle together and to be authentic. Like, yo, it ain't nothing sweet in here. And if it is sweet, we calling you out because you too sweet. And I guess that's what Paul Pierce meant by this, right? So you can see the video and then um, it was some funny clapbacks in there. Paul Pierce being Paul Pierce. You know P.P., I, call, I saw him like a week ago or something at the gym, uh, leaving the gym. We were chopping it up for a sec. Um, <laughs> Paul, different dog. Like, I remember the first time I met Paul Pierce, it was at Inglewood High School. I must have been in the league or college. I don't know how much older I am than Paul, if anything. I don't know. I just remember everyone telling me I got to go watch this dude, Paul Pierce, at Inglewood High School. And I did. But I had some status to me, so I must have been in college or in the pros already. So anyway, I walk in there, and I'm looking. I'm like, damn, all right. I can see him, in, you know, in the warm-ups. But Paul got one of those, dis- like, disguised bodies, right? Like, his game is disguised in his body. You can't tell. He ain't got the muscle tone. You know, he don't look like he's jumping out the gym and all that. Uh, it's a very deceptive game. Let's just say that about PP. And um, so I'm watching him. And I remember, all I remember is he was balling out of control real efficiently, kind of like a, a Luca, like a high school Luca. You see how Luca now doesn't waste a step and he just gets where he has to go and got that body that he could just body other cats. That's how Paul Pierce looked to me. And looked at the stat sheet at the end of the game, 20 points, 10 dunks. <laughs> this dude out here clowning these kids. Uh, yeah, but here's the quotes from it. Uh, I think this is Richard Jefferson when he said, first, let me say this. Paul Pierce is one of the best players of the generation. 100% better than me, Jefferson said. I love when cats are just keeping it 100. I hate when cats, you ever ask somebody what's better and they're like, uh, I don't know. I can't compare them. Everybody compares things and everyone knows what's the winner. Even if it feels like a tie, like in track and field, ain't no ties, bro. Like we're going to figure this thing out. Get out the photo, get out the AccuTrack, whatever it may be, to the hundredth, to the thousandth. I don't care. Something is better than the other thing, and you can compare all things, right? So he said, comparing me to him is like, oh, hold on, look at me, my alarm. Oh, if I were home right now, that meant I had to order pizza. Y'all heard that alarm? He said, comparing me to him is like comparing him to Dwayne Wade. Whoa! (laughs) It's different stratospheres. Damn, that's a snap. That is a backhanded compliment to the fullest, to the best degree. That's hilarious. We all know, remember, Paul Pierce was on ESPN with Michelle Beadle, my homie. Oh, man. And that dude said he was better than Dwayne Wade. And Jalen Rose let him hear it. <laughs> let him have it. So that was a funny compliment. Timely. Like in the comedian world, comics would say, oh, that was very timely for you to bring that back up <laughs> in that moment. Oh, man. So it was back and forth between the two. They had tweets back and forth. War of words. And then finally, it kind of ended with uh, Richard Jefferson just gave him props. It was like, dog. You went crazy against us in the second half here and beat us in the fourth quarter here, even though Richard Jefferson and his team, the Nets at the time, were smashing the Celtics. But Paul Pierce was winning the individual competitions, which this argument and conversation and beef was over. Love it. All right. So let's talk about that, man. Took me back. You know where it took me. Took me back to where it took y'all. That Richard Sherman Crabtree, right? Like, God. They got so demonized, I guess, in that moment. At least Richard Sherman did. Almost Crabtree became a sympathetic figure or something. I'm like, what? The same Crabtree? He's sympathetic now? Like, really? Y'all ever listen to Crabtree when he was playing? He ain't sympathetic at all, right? But Richard Sherman in this moment, why didn't we just accept what he was saying? Let that man speak. 
That dude was telling y'all how it sounds in the lion's den. Oh, it's so good. Trash talk. Like, what I like about trash talk is it's just going to bring more juice, more gas to the fire, right? Whatever the fire is. Because I think, I really believe, guys go out there and try their hardest. Now, trying your hardest doesn't always mean you were fully prepared. So, you can be 100% in the moment, but if your preparation was 100%, eh, what's the... Golly, <clears throat> New York air. It ain't, it ain't as dirty as L.A. air. Excuse me. Um, what you see in a moment, dog, that ain't going to be 100% because you ain't give 100% preparation. So without 100% preparation, eh, let's just say it's going to be 87% in terms of end result. So I'm like, look, if you ain't fully prepared, don't be talking about how hard you're going right now because we know there's a little off that fastball, right? But this trash talk kind of brought another layer of the conversation of can a lesser player trash talk a better player? I've always had this sociological conversation about that. My teammates, my boys are like, yo, are we really into a place where you got to be on the same level to trash talk each other? I hope not. Cause if so, Dylan Brooks can't say nothing. Let me stop. Um, but in seriousness, like we all know Richard Jefferson ain't no damn Paul Pierce and he admitted it, but does that, exclude him from the trash talk conversation absolutely not but it seems like it always seeps into there in somehow some way either in the fans response or even like richard jefferson said like look hands up i am no better than paul pierce duh we know he got me and i'm like damn but does that matter because if that mattered fully take it to the full extent to the full extreme that means that only jordan and like lebron could talk right? like you know I mean everybody else shut up shut up and that's wild and that's weird I don't like that place. Uh, one, because it doesn't license me to talk about anybody. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, look at the DNs I could talk about. They're nameless. They're the DNs you don't know, right? So it's like, damn, I better be able to talk up because if not, who cares who I talk down to? It's crazy. But if you take that to the fullest, that's like Larry Bird couldn't say anything to Kareem during those Showtime Celtics series and wars. You imagine? Like, the Richard Jefferson of that is Larry Bird. <laughs> Right. And the Paul Pierce of that is Kareem because he's the better player. You imagine Larry Bird not talking trash to Kareem, man, Mr. Bird himself. I wouldn't want to see that world. I wouldn't want to live in that world. So it's crazy when it feels so weird, like uh, before Richard even get a shot off, you're already trying to stomp him out. Like, nah, dog, nobody want to hear that. Why? Man, that's Richard Jefferson. Nobody want to hear what Richard Jefferson got to say. Be careful what y'all ask for. Be careful what you wish for. You might get it. Some of the best trash talkers in this world are dudes that are less than. And why are they talking trash? Maybe partly insecure. Maybe partly they just want to talk themselves up. You know, fake it till you make it. I'm going to close this gap between you and I. And I can't do it physically because you're a better player. So let me do it verbally. Let me do it orally. Let me do it in other ways, right? Smart play if you're that player. But I just want more trash talk. I want more hell brought verbally. Because they... Taught us and coached us out of that. Don't give them bulletin board material. What the hell does that mean, coach? Don't give a damn what I say. All he can do is go 100%, and I ain't scared of his 100%. Oh, I love to say that because I know I live that. Why do I care if I get you extra pumped up? Fool, you're supposed to come extra pumped up. And if you're not, that's on you. Shame on a homie who didn't come. <laughs> it ain't on me. Like I'm supposed to be mad or scared to pump you all the way up. I'll pump you all the way up and still beat your head, still beat your ass.
that's why I love track. That was my favorite sport for one exclusive reason. No excuses. I know you were trying your hardest. I know you were running your fastest, and that ain't good enough. I don't want to hear about coach, bulletin board material, blah, 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 blah. Get your butt on those li- on that line in them blocks. Sit back. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Simple as that. So I want y'all fans to be more receptive to these kind of conversations so we can get more of them from these players because y'all got them shook right now. Don't want to give them bulletin board material. Man, forget them fools. Say what you got to say and get it in. Now let's talk about getting it in or not getting it in enough. Uh, Matt Barnes ordered to pay child support back pay. Owes Gloria over $133,000. All right. He got it in his back pocket, right? All right. Matt Barnes is way behind on child support payments. A judge just ordered him to fork over more than six figures in back payments to his ex-wife, Gloria Gavon, right? Govan Gavon. I know her, but I don't know how to say her last name. All right. According to new legal docs obtained by TMZ, of course, obtained by TMZ. The former NBA baller owes Gloria one hundred and thirty-three thousand. Mm, oh, they should say one hundred thirty-four because it's nine hundred seventy-six dollars. I hate when they do that, like used car salesmen. Oh, it's only nine ninety-nine. You mean ten dollars, fool? You gonna do with the penny? Uh, this is one hundred thirty-three thousand nine hundred seventy-six dollars and fifty-four cents in past due child support payments. Hmm. Piers Matt hasn't been shelling out child support for quite some time. Damn it, that's a long time for real. Depends on how much they paying. Oh, I got it. Let me tell you how much, because as we first reported back in 2018, Matt's monthly child support, his bill was slashed from $20,000 a month, a month. God, them kids eating good. Cheese grits, mama, to $7,500. All right. Still cheese grits. <laughs> God dang. A little less cheese and sliced cheese, but still, it ain't grated. Oh, man. Let me talk about this. I ain't going to get into the money in that. I just think this dynamic is interesting because, right? One, I see Matt all the time. Our our sons play basketball at the same facility. I see Matt in the morning. Uh, it seems like his boys are always with him, but that doesn't hold up in the court of law. <laughs> like, I know. I'm thinking of, like, some of the Matt defenses right now. Is one is like, they always with me, so why am I paying her? And I take care of everything when they with me, obviously. And they're like, no, sir, that's not it. <laughs> we need that 7500 per per month. Oh, my God. Dang, they eating. So then you go from that, as I look for my lip balm, because I know I got the Ashy Larry's going on. There it is. Um, You also think, well, we cool. Like me and Gloria, we we let bygones be bygones. Me and D Fish, we good. You know, he got money. She moved on. She married. That's why she doesn't get alimony, but she still gets child support, right? Yep, obviously. (laughs) And he's like, yo, we good. They always with me. Maybe those are the reasons, not even excuses. Maybe he's just justifying it that way, right? But that's not it. Can't do that in the court of law. That's not it. <laughs> so, man, you know me. I've been through the court system. and Not for this exactly, but baby mama tried to get me. And, you know, we went there not once, not twice, but three times. Uh, but I got ahead of it. And I got ahead, ahead of it because I actually got educated on this process so i had a teammate by the name of sam rogers if y'all know him he went to colorado that's my dog that dude had the biggest heart took me in from hello uh amazing dude love that dude he's in vegas right now son plays ball but um yeah i remember sam told me that he had a back order back support uh order before and i all i remember the detail i remember is oh 
they don't forget. Like, if you think you're getting away with it, oh, there is a receipt. CVS Long somewhere accumulating that tab. And one day, they're going to need your Amex. <laughs> and I remember they hit him with that. And I was like, damn, how much? Because it's just like anything. It's like when you got to pay your taxes. That's why you got to pay, you know, it's better to let them just withdraw every single check, let overpay, because there's nothing worse. Even though it's the same dollar amount, there's nothing worse than when you got to grab that pen and write a check and them numbers just keep going and it's a comma or two, <laughs> right? And you go, you got to rip that check out and hand it to somebody knowing damn well that's way too much money to be writing on one piece of paper. And it happens. So I, I knew that from hello. So when I went through my situation, baby mama and I, we broke up. I had my daughter who I'm visiting right now, 24 years later. Crazy, right? Um, I remember just like, I'm paying. I gave her a check from hello. I kept checking in on her. I kept giving her checks. So when we went to court, yeah, I did it because I want my daughter to be taken care of. Yeah, I did it because I want my baby mama to be taken care of. And even though I felt that spiteful juice in me, I was like, dog, man, take care of her. She's going to have to get it with her muscle. She's going to have to sue me to get this. She don't need all that money. I was like, nope. One, it's the right thing to do. And two, oh, it's going to feel hella wrong when you got to write a big check later. So write it right now, right? Sam, help me with that. And I'm sitting there writing those checks. And then she still took me to court. Remember, she served me at, at practice. Still took me to court. But guess what your boy had now? I had a receipt. I had receipts. I had a resume that I built up that said that I was a good father in tune with my daughter's needs, still providing for the family as if we were still a nuclear family. That stuff was said in court. Judge was looking at me like typical man, big old black football player, whatever the hell you can stereotype. The worst you could say about me, right? Look at him. Another one illegitimate child like you know whatever they thinking and then he's looking down he's like then again this dude been paying without even having to pay and i and he literally said this right like i am used to having to pull teeth to get money for their kids and it is refreshing to see a man stand here and on his own volition has already taken care of support which helped me get support lower than the number that she was asking for not once not twice, but three times. <laughs> so here's a message to all you guys out there. I hate to say guys because it's not only fellas. Women sometimes are in the same role. But point being, majority is the man. Pay immediately. Pay immediately. Do not wait because they ain't going to forget. So I saw that situation. I'm like, damn, man, I know they hit you in the head. Now you got to pay it. Don't think you're getting away with something, y'all. Oh, they're going to catch you slipping. And boy, 7500 it's just like a payment plan. I'd rather pay $7,500 on a TV than one day just walk in to Best Buy and have to pay $133,000 for the same TV. Like, let me get that payment plan, no interest, right? You're right. Zero down, $7,500 every month, no interest. That's how you got to look at these child supports, man. So, Matt, go ahead. You know where the checkbook is. Don't act like you don't. It's right by your boys because I know they're always with you. <laughs> and um, mail the check. Don't, do not drive over there and deficient let me stop all right now let's move on to another story where people are concerned for share 
I know y'all like, why are we talking about Cher? Because this story is interesting. Uh, her friends claim that her $360 million fortune is dwindling as the 76-year-old splurges on her new boyfriend. <laughs> oh, attention, all sugar daddies and all sugar mamas. Uh, here's a story for you. All right, so Cher's been living her best life. I guess it's your best life if you're 76 and you're spending money and your boyfriend, your new boyfriend, is 37 years young. Okay. So she's been with this dude, Alexander A.E. Edwards. All right. I don't know who he is, but I heard he's a music exec. I see you big time. But her friends are concerned that she's showing way too much love to him this early on. Uh, I'm sure. He must look good, too. Y'all jealous. Don't you hate when a <laughs> ladies, whenever your girl's like, oh, I'm going to hook you up. They want them. Or they say, oh, man, he have any friends? They want them. I'm sure that's happening here. According to a report by Radar Online, okay, a close source shared that her inner circle is concerned that she's been shelling out big bucks supporting their romance, but also allegedly his lavish lifestyle. Yo, I want a velour suit shared with the fuck. <laughs> Sources revealed that although the singer has always been careful with her estimated $360 million bank account, I think she has because 360 is a lot for a singer. Um, but still a grip, but Cher was a beast. Friends allegedly claim she's been spending way more than she usually does since she's been dating a 37-year-old music exec last fall. She's 76. Y'all better stay out her pockets. She trying, why die rich? I mean, how many kids she got? I don't know. Like, it's going to go to the estate anyway. Let her live a little bit. Damn it. Friends always hate. Here we go. Quote, Cher's letting her boyfriend pull all the strings. <laughs> it don't look like he pulling much. Except that Brinks truck up. He ain't pulling much. She She's paying for all that, said a source. It's all about what A.E. and what he wants. She's been sucked into his lifestyle of parties, late nights, and drinking. <laughs> and she's neglecting her friends. Y'all, if she's spending all that money, she better be bringing her friends with her. Who else filling up the table and drinking that drink? Bottles on me as long as y'all drink it. So it sounds like the friends are hating a little bit. I can't lie, but it's hard to read between the lines, especially when it's just an article, right? But do y'all really have her best interest at heart? And her best interest at heart is not just saving all her money and then she dies. Like, oh, she died so rich. It's like, let her live a little bit. She got 360. How much can you spend tricking off on your boyfriend? You can't spend 360. Mike Tyson, line one. <laughs> like, yeah, you can. Um, you can't spend three sixty on a dude. On a dude. On a dude, really? Not me. I don't need nothing. All I need is some MarcellusWallyShop.com shirts. <laughs> a little bit of drink. Uh, some wings, extra crispy barbecue sauce on the side. She, she could save a lot of money. If she dated me. Oh man, I don't know what this dude's about. I don't know what he's doing. But if you're with someone richer than you, two things are at play. One, you want to live their lifestyle, the richer one, obviously. And the richer one, you got to pull in the same direction. The richer one wants you to live the lifestyle with them because they certainly don't want to live yours. Let me just tell you that. Whoever's the richer of the two always wants to bring the other one up. I feel that way. And yeah, I am rich. I can't be that humble and lie. I'm rich. I got money, right? A little bit. Way more than I did growing up. But the point of it is, whoever hangs around me, are we going to where I want to go eat? All right, it's too expensive for you. I got you. If you're my peoples. Sometimes you're not even my peoples. You're just there. You're just with somebody that I know. I'm like, all right, well, we ain't going where you want to go. I'm not going to Sizzlers every Sunday. <laughs> but that's taking all you can eat shrimp, still bang. Uh, but I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. We're going to where I want to go. And wherever that is, it's probably a place I can't pronounce, but we're going. 
And damn it, I'm going to pay if we have to because I am eating on this level and what I'm accustomed to. That's what they say in court, right? What I'm accustomed to. So I think they're hating a little bit because just even if he's a bad dude, let her live a little bit. Damn, share. Once she married to Sonny Bono or something like, like I don't know all that in the Beatles. Once she married to a Beatle, like if you've been, if you dated a Beatle and you're still alive and got a lot of money, let you go live a little bit, please, man. So I know men, he sounds a little scandalous though. I can't lie. Cause men, we skew younger for various reasons. Like we like younger girls when we're, especially when you're single free, I don't know his marital situation. Was he, is he divorced? Whatever. But Ain't nobody trying to date somebody twice their age and being a dude. No dude. You know why? Because we're not the most mature of the genders. <laughs> Let's just start there. So skewing down younger kind of balances it out. Like a mature 25-year-old girl is good for a 37-year-old man, right? And she's going to be younger. What does that matter? She's probably going to look finer. Why does that matter? Because women want to look younger. Why? Because they want to look finer. Trust me. I know this. So y'all, ageism? Yes, yeah, that damn ageism. If it wasn't ageism, Old women wouldn't look like cats and old men looking like cats pulling their face back, looking like meow and, and kitty time. I'm like, what the hell y'all doing to y'all faces? Oh, you're trying to look young, trying to tighten that thing up because that natural collagen, it ain't the same, right? I take collagen pills right now. So this black don't crack. <laughs> but my son already notices my wrinkle. I got one right here. My son always like, daddy, what happened? And I was like, what do you mean what happened? He said, that line on your head. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, man, I love kids. They don't give a damn. My son, like, what's that line on your head? I'm like, I'm thinking it's a football helmet, you know, pulling your helmet off a thousand times, little little drag, a little stain. He's like, nope, it doesn't go that way, daddy. It goes the other way. <laughs> I'm like, what? I look in the mirror. I was like, oh, that's how wrinkles go. And I do have that one crack right there, San Andreas fault line right there. That's why they always say don't frown and make your face like that. But that's why I only have that one. And I got these two curiosity lines right above my my eyebrows because I'm always like, what? Everywhere I go, I'm always thinking, what? <laughs> so that's all I got. But this dude, AE, 76, man, come on, man. That's dusty, man. You ain't, no, ain't no dude 37. I've been 37. Shut up. Won't no 76-year-old unless she got that that chang, chang that, that coin, that much chang, chang She got that dope. That's all. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm I don't care about our conversation. She could be the homie. But, you know, he out here doing what the women do to us a lot of times. Right. Them young women get them old dudes, you know, ask Bob Kraft and all that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's how you do it. You Bob Kraft, you go down, you go down the hill, you ski downhill. You don't ski uphill. And A.E. is trying to ski uphill. The hell is this? So I, I feel the friends in that respect. They probably just judging the book by a cover. You're 37. Let me see the birth certificate again. You're 37. Damn it. Hell you doing with old ass share? And he like, um, y'all didn't see what <laughs> she's worth. <laughs> it's pretty obvious what I'm doing her. So he's her boy toy, her fan man. Uh, I guess it's okay because it happens the other way a lot more, more prevalent. Uh, but I don't know, man. Cat's always somebody's cheaper to keep her, or you know, he ain't even married, so it ain't even that. I just heard the story about a cat saying that when he was married. He was happy to get divorced. And then he went to the judge and the judge was like, why are you so excited to be divorced? He was like, sir, with all due respect, Yana, when we were married, she had it all and she took it all. <laughs> now you go and hit that gavel. All she could do is take half. <laughs> He's like, I am making out on this deal. If you say 
divorce. <laughs> Dude, it's stupid. She takes half. If you make me stay with her, if I got to stay with her, she going to take it all because she's been taking it all. So that's hilarious. Uh, but man, man, fan man and toy, boy toy over here, you know what he's doing. Friends trying to look out, but y'all hating too. I guess both things can be right. Oh, speaking of both things can be right, the Ivy League experience. Not only can you get a great academic reputation and education, but you can also ball the fuck out. <laughs> you can ball the fuck out. I am living proof, right? And also Princeton basketball is winning proof. Winning proof. Not even living proof. Winning proof. They beat Arizona in the tourney. <laughs> imagine this you go to school to play ball and then you let these damn brains beat y'all in ball <laughs> you know i ate this up i didn't watch the game can't lie i was like i ain't watching that game they're gonna get smoked then i heard they won i said what i should have watched that game but i don't like college basketball like that it's boring hey pass around the perimeter pass it again 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 how much time left on the shot clock oh my god i think five seconds now let's drive kick it back out let's shoot oh we missed rinse and repeat i hate college basketball it look oh it's just corny but i do like march madness i do like the energy i like the school pride i like all of that i just hate the x's and o's of the game that's why cats be averaging like 15 points in college and get to the pros average 30. <laughs> like they stifled. But don't feel bad if you didn't predict that Princeton will win because I ain't even predicted. I remember I filled out my bracket. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Princeton ain't beating no damn Arizona. Sorry. And then Fairleigh Dickinson jumped in there too. Out of 20 million brackets, absolutely zero. Settle. Settle. All right. <laughs> Every bracket is busted. Isn't that crazy? So let's focus in on this. All these dudes who always think they got to pick and make a choice between academics and athletics. Oh, I, you know, I can't go to the league. Well, I'm living proof you go to the league from Ivy League. So shut up. Oh, it ain't going to be big time basketball. You go to Arizona and lose to Princeton. What is that? <laughs> oh, you feel good in the regular season because everybody was at the arena cheering for you so y'all could finally get pumped up and deflated by Princeton? Them trust fund dudes, them smoke y'all. <laughs> Them babies. Okay, sir. Uh, I just put. I just wired two hundred million to your account for this semester, son. Now go out there and beat Arizona. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh man, I don't know why these kids in high school think they got to choose, pick student or athlete instead of student athlete. Go to the best damn school and ball out, and then you'll be either a big fish in a little pond and still make it to the pros, or at least you won't make it to the pros and you have this huge. Great education and reputation that will follow you in networking and opportunities for the rest of your life. Trust me, I know that. But um, I had a moment like this where I had a big school moment where I was like, oh, snap. And it was at the East-West Shrine game when I played against that Notre Dame tight end. I don't know your name. Whoever you are, one day you're going to listen to my podcast and tell me who you are. Or I could just simply stop being lazy and go on Google and find out who it was. But it's a better story when I just say that Notre Dame tight end because you might not have been good. Then it doesn't help the story. <laughs> but here we go. Um, I remember being in practice and it was like me and my Columbia helmet that nobody knew what it was. They kept saying I went to Carolina. I was like, nah, dog, Columbia. Oh, South America? Nah, dog, stop playing. Uh, so put my hand in the dirt, look up. There was the Notre Dame Golden Flake helmet. I mean, for real, the flakes, the gold, real gold, 14K, swap me, sloss and swap me gold right on their helmet. Now I remember putting my hand in the dirt, looking up in this helmet. I didn't even think it was a person in there. I just thought it was meat. And I got to eat. <laughs> this small school boy got to go. Princeton versus Arizona. Let's do this. And coach blew that whistle. Yeah. Lit up in that dude like nothing else. 
laid his ass down. Night, night, homie. Night, night, Notre Dame. <laughs> and that was my moment. That and then getting into the game and you're just playing against everybody from big schools. And here I go. Columbia. Go Columbia. <laughs> right? And I only played 16 plays. I dislocated my finger. You see it right here. But in that dislocation, uh, that was actually good. I tapped out. Like, I, I was mad I messed my finger up, but I didn't want to play anymore because I already had a sack. I sacked Jake the Snake, Jake Plummer. I already did my part. Basically, all I got to do was messed up from that point on because if you're out there too long and not doing anything, they'd be like, yo, you sure played a lot of plays. All he had was one sack and one tackle. But uh, in 16 plays, one sack is like, oh, if you would have played the whole game, I'm telling y'all, you had like three or four. <laughs> Wink wink right so i was smart about that one i ain't asked for it but sometimes the universe conspires to your greatness oh man all right you know we end the show every time with a wileyism let's get this one in you never know what worse luck your bad luck has saved you from i'm gonna say it again oh i love this one you never know what worse luck your bad luck has saved you from mm, mm, mm. how many times you don't did something bad but it could have been worse. <laughs> I mean, times raise your hand if you like me. Cause I know I've done that so many times and got mad at myself. Like, Oh man, things are going horrible for me. And then I just hear that voice in the background from Onyx, but, 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 but wait, it gets worse. <laughs> it could have gotten worse, but it didn't because your worst luck saved you. Right. Cause your bad luck saves you. I should say, um, it's crazy, man. Y'all got to know what it's like out here. Like, be nice to yourself. Be easy on yourself. And know when you mess up, you step in it, just clean your shoes off and keep walking. Oh, you never know what worse luck your bad luck has saved you from, right? So when things go bad, sometimes be thankful because it could have been worse, right? I know I've been there before. A little scrape, a little issue, a little stitches. I ain't break anything. Could have broke something. I'm still alive. You know what I mean? Like you just got to go. Always pick yourself up. So you step in it, clean your shoes off, keep walking. I love it, man. Thanks for rocking with me, y'all. That's going to do it for more to it this episode. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Keep the conversation going. Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions. That dude entertainment. That's me and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Vanella. I'm Marcel Swally. Thanks for listening. And thanks for those reviews. Keep them coming. There's more coming for more to it. Talk to you hella soon. Go. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.